on, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh God. Oh God. Right into um, our discussion. I see Aunt Jackie is on. So awesome to have you on here as well. So we're going to dive right in because I don't know if you guys have been looking at uh, social media this week. I know a lot of us, you know, we are busy. There's different things that's going on. So if you have not, if you have not been tuned into social media this week, you have really missed some stuff that's going down. Now, I do want to put a disc disclaimer out there. I'm not, what I'm about to share with you is not gossip. This is something that was put out on YouTube by the amazing Kirk Franklin. If you don't know who Kirk Franklin is, girl, where you been? Have you been hiding under a rock? Because we know him from, uh, for, uh, all of the, for his musical talent, uh, his writing abilities, the, the many people that he he has uh, touched and caused their music to go to another level. I mean, what hasn't Kirk done that we, our generation, uh, was not a part of or did not what did not have an opportunity to partake in? And um, if you know anything about his story, now this is something that I didn't know about him, but if you know anything about his story, you'll know that he came from a, a, a broken background. And it, what I find so amazing about it all is that now we see how he is able to operate in the anointing that he operates in because you understand how the anointing works. The anointing only flows out of a person's life when they have gone through great crushing. And that is exactly what he went through. And so um, if you don't know what I'm referring to, he put out a mini documentary on YouTube. And when I tell you, everybody has been talking about it. Everybody has been talking about this documentary and every person that has watched it, every person has said that they they ended they ended the documentary crying real tears. I mean, I must have got in like five minutes into it. Now, let me also add this. There's going to be some spoiler alerts on here. So if you have not watched it, um, you have a choice. You can either stay on and you can hear some spoilers. Now, I'm not going to tell everything. Or uh, you can um, log off right now and maybe come back and watch the replay after you um, watch after you watch it. And I want to say also a wonderful good afternoon to my husband that is always here with me, always here with you as well. Love him so much and I'm thankful for his support. But yes, guys, he put out a mini documentary on YouTube. And when I watched that bad boy, I must have been like three minutes in and I was already crying. And so basically what it's about is he went his whole life. You watched it, Carmelita? Before I get into it, let me let me see by a, by a show of hearts or one one ones, how many of you were able to view it? 
let me see let's get this conversation going and if you have any um any uh thing that you want to say in the comments feel more than welcome to put it in there because we're going to talk about this i mean i feel like what he talked about is something it's a conversation that is very much needed especially in the body of christ because so many of us have experienced rejection or abandonment in some kind of way. And I see the one, one, ones, I saw the heart. So it looks like the majority of us, we have seen it, but yes, some, just, uh, just about all of us that's on here, we can all say that we've experienced some type of rejection. We, we can all say that we experienced some type of hurt, some type of pain in our life, in our lifetime. And so that's exactly what his whole life was about. He was adopted. Um, he And one of the things that he said in the documentary is that the woman who adopted him, he said that there wasn't a day that went by that she didn't let him know that he was adopted. So he was aware that that was not his real mom. And we know that like any child, they're going to want to know who are my real people? Who am I really related to? You know, one thing um, concerning my family, my mother's maiden name, and she's on here, and I know she wouldn't mind me telling this story, but my mother's maiden name is Ross, but that's not our real family. Um, when her father was born, he was also taken in by a family. And of course, as you know, whenever you're taken in by a family, you take on their name um, because, but because of the situation, you know, a lot of the racism back then, a lot of the stuff that black people endured, um, he, uh, he didn't really get an opportunity to discover what, who he, who he really is, what family he belonged to. So still to this day, and as far as I know, and mama, you can correct me if I'm wrong, still to this day, my family has not been able to really locate who we're really related to. So we just go by Ross, but that's not really our blood relatives. And so, like I said a moment ago, a lot of us, we we know the pain and we know the the frustration of feeling with rejection of dealing with rejection rejection and abandonment and so kirk franklin you know he's wondering who's my real people and more than anything as a young boy he's wondering who's my father Come on, if you're just tuning in, I do want to wish a wonderful good afternoon to you. And I'm just letting you know right now, we are talking about the documentary that Kirk Franklin put out uh, this past week. If you have not been able to view that, I definitely encourage you get somewhere and view that as soon as you possibly can, but do it after this broadcast hey miss sherry hi hey crystal i see you crystal you saw it too i see your one 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 yeah my mama said that is correct it is very perplexing and so that's just something that my family has dealt with for years they did the ancestry.com and nothing has come up and we pray that one day somebody is able to finally let us know 
um, you know, who our family is. But until then, you know, God has been with us every step of the way. Miss Carmelita said, Pastor, the pain is real when you have family out there knowing that you need to connect with them. Absolutely, because family is everything. And so, Kurt, you know, as a young boy, Wow, look at that. Look how many people have experienced that. I'm telling you, it's such a real thing. But Kirk, as a young boy, of course, he's wondering, who's my father? And so he goes he goes years believing that this certain guy uh, that he was told uh, was his dad. He goes certain years believing that that was his father. This man ends up passing away. And of course, you know, as a young boy, uh, as, as a young boy, he's feeling like, you know, why didn't you ever come look for me? Why didn't you ever come take me in? What could I have done that was so bad that you didn't ever come look for me? You know, why is it that I had to go through my adult stages? Uh, I had to raise my own children, not really knowing, not really knowing how to love my children from a fatherly perspective, because I never, I never had one. And so y'all, to make a long story short, he ends up getting word that he could, that there's another guy that could possibly be his dad. And of course, you know, he's thinking to himself like this can't be true because I know who my daddy is. I buried my daddy. I, I, I forgave my father for what he did to me. And so don't tell me that I got to go back through this again. Here's the thing, y'all. This is where the story gets juicy, because if you if you seen the documentary, you will know who this person is when I say her name. Deborah. Come on. Somebody type in the comment section. Deborah. Deborah, we are hashtagging and we are going to talk about you on today, but not in a bad way, but we just going to talk about what they showed us on the documentary. Deborah is something else, girl. Lord have mercy. And so there it is, Miss Carmelita. <laughs> Y'all are too funny. Deborah. Yep. Girl, like to, to it, it's it's one thing that you know you find out that you know mama might have rolled in a bunch of beds when she was younger and she really don't know who your father is but it's a whole nother thing y'all when you don't want to admit that this man could possibly be the daddy because you want to be right i mean i don't know about y'all but that scene alone made me angry and it made made me sad because all I could do was think about baby Kirk. All I could do was think about young, this young boy, Kirk, that's just looking for, just looking for a father, looking to, looking to, 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 to come to the understanding that could there have been a, a man out there that did want me or did I really grow up not being wanted? So this new man that has come on the scene that believes that he could be Kirk Franklin's daddy, he ends up doing a mouth swab. He gives it to Kirk because he feels that Kirk should be the one to find out. He didn't want to go and get the DNA tested behind his back and then blast it all on social media because you know that that's normally what people would do. I mean, it's Kirk Franklin. 
Come on. Who wouldn't want to blast on social media that, hey, that's my son. I just got the DNA results. You know, some people will do that just for fame. It's not that they want to reconcile, but it's more so, you know, that they want to make a name for themselves. So I respect him for not wanting to do that. But of course, you know, they go and they get the DNA test and they find out that it was true, that this man was indeed his father. And it was such an emotional scene when the father realized that Kirk Franklin was his dad. The DNA test came back 99.99999%. You round it up and you get 100%. So of course, you know, it was really emotional. But like I said a moment ago, what hurt the most is seeing the denial of the mother. Y'all, did y'all see the scene where they were sitting at the table and she had her sister Sandra with her and uh, she was like, I'm telling you that this isn't true. And we know, we understand that science Science does not lie. DNA does not lie. It When the DNA says that this is what it is, you have to go by that. But what I found is so interesting is those are the levels that people will go to just so that they can be right. Let me tell you something. And it's not just Miss Deborah that deals with that. Many of us, we deal, we will go to our grave in denial about something that we know is right, but we don't want to be told that we were wrong. But the thing of it is when we do that, look how it hurts people. Did you see how he wept? He said, look, eight-year-old me needs to hear you say that this is my dad. And she still denied it. I mean, let me tell y'all something. At the end of the day, pride is the most vicious spirit that you can ever come into covenant with. Pride will jack up your family. Pride will jack up. It will jack up your relationships. It will jack up marriages. Pride will jack up your life. Let me tell you something. As a matter of fact, pride is one of the seven sins that God hates. Now, you know that it's a serious thing when God lists seven different sins that he hates. Pride is one of them because as we know, pride is the thing that caused the enemy to lose his seat or to lose his spot in heaven. And so whenever, let me tell you how you know that you're dealing with pride. I like that prophetess pride and deception. Ooh, that's really good. Let me tell you how you know that when you're dealing with pride, pride will not let you admit when you were wrong. When you are wrong, it will, um, baby, you will buy the person a bag of candy. I have seen people go out of their way and buy gifts for people that they know that they did wrong and, and not say sorry. And they'll act like the person is supposed to interpret the gift as their way of saying, oh, I guess this is their way of saying sorry. Let me tell you something. You buying gifts for people is not the same as saying sorry. You buying gifts for people is not the same as saying, as saying I was wrong. 
And if you think that it is the same, let me tell you something. You are dealing with a very dangerous situation because whoever it is that you have wronged, whoever it is that you have hurt, they just heard you say that you, they, even though you didn't say this, but this is what your actions are saying. They just heard you say, or they heard your actions say that I would rather go out and buy you something expensive than to tell you that I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. One of the ways, and this is, here's the deal, y'all. Can I be real with y'all? Can I sit on y'all's couch this afternoon? One of the ways that I have stayed married for the time, for the amount of years that I've stayed married is because I have learned and am still learning how to say sorry, how to be quick to apologize. And y'all know how it is. Sometimes you don't want to apologize. Have you ever been in a moment or have you ever experienced a time in God where you weren't even the person in the wrong? You were the one that was done wrong and God still makes you apologize? What is that? That is called love because love keeps no record of wrong. Let me tell you something, I'm sick and tired of believers, people that go to church that will sit up here and that will keep records of your wrongs. They'll write down what you did and when you did it. I Let me tell you something, I remember talking to a certain person some years ago and we were, we were talking about some things that she was going through in her marriage. And let me tell you something, this person, they ended up admitting that they were, they were recording certain times where, you know, they were getting into certain spats with a certain somebody they were recording it. They were writing it down and writing down the time so that when the moment came, they could throw it back in the person's face. That's not love. How do we know what love is? Well, look at what Jesus did for us on the cross. And let me tell you something. This is difficult because we as human beings, especially as women, the first thing that we're going to want to do is take a picture and write it down. You do me wrong, guess what I'm going to do? I'm taking a picture and I'm writing it down. I am I am going to dialogue this just in case if you want to come around again. Now, I want to explain something. There is a difference between you you um understanding that understanding how a toxic person operates and saying, "You know what? I'm not going to work with that person no more because they're toxic." Sorry, guys. They mean well, but they just made a mistake and um, they just made a mistake and you're you're holding it against them. There's a there's a difference on that. And so you have to be able to decipher between the two when it comes to toxic people. No, write that down and remember that because you going back again and working with somebody or getting in a relationship with somebody that you know is toxic, that is dangerous for you because toxic people, toxic people, if you continue to roll with them, they're going to end up making you sick. 
If you continue to, to, to operate with them, if you continue to be in a relationship with them, they're going to end up making you sick and you don't have time for that. But when someone is genuine and they're just making mistakes, you don't have the right to keep a record of how many times they've made the mistake. What in the world? Like I was saying a moment ago, if you want to know what love really looks looks like, you go back and you look at what Jesus did for us on the cross. He knew every single one of our mistakes. He knew every single one of our downfalls. And yet he still decided to forgive us of it. And he said that when I forgive you of your sin, I will remember it no more. And so, you know, back to Miss Deborah, you know, it really broke my heart to see that somebody could be in denial of something that's right in front of you. And that's how it is, you guys, with individuals that are dealing with pride. You can prove to them that you did this. You can prove to them that this is what happened. And they'll be like, no, it didn't, because in their mind, it really didn't or in their mind, they have convinced themselves that they did not do it. And they convinced themselves that they did not do it so that it could so that it could make them feel good so that they don't have to feel bad so that they won't have to. If I convince myself that I didn't really do that, then um, then I can live with what I did. But let me tell you something, that is a very dangerous road to go down because eventually you're hurting somebody by ignoring the fact that you did say this. Come on, I feel forgiveness on today flowing through here. And I, I think that what was so beautiful about his story is that he was able he was able to still to still move on and and not hold it against her now was he angry about the situation was he hurt about the situation i'm sure that he was we was hurt about the situation and angry about the situation and it wasn't even our situation so i know that he walked away hurting i know that he walked away a bit frustrated but let me tell you what forgiveness looks like when you are able to let the person go and you are able to move forward with the next thing that God has for you. Will you know when you're walking in unforgiveness towards somebody, when it's been three years, it's been 30 years since the incident and we are still holding a grudge against that person. We are still avoiding that person. We can't move past what they did to us. Let me tell you something. Unforgiveness is poison because what the enemy does is he tries to convince us that if you roll your eyes at her, that you'll hurt her. Let me tell you something. Some of these people that you are holding a grudge against and that you're rolling your eyes at, some of these people could care less. Could, could, they, don't, they don't even know why you're rolling your eyes at them. They don't even know that they wronged you. Some people, some people are just so off and they're so used to hurting people that they they don't even realize that they hurt you. And so what do we do? We end up avoiding them, not speaking to them, rolling our eyes at them. When we see them on the street, we don't speak to them hardly. 
thinking that we are hurting them. Let me tell you something. You ain't doing nothing to them. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost on this. Some of us today, we need to let some people go because they're not thinking about you. You're not really affecting them. They're moving on with their life. And then, and let me tell you what ends up happening. We end up turning on social media and this is what Facebook does. Facebook will recommend people to you talking about some, y'all got a lot of friends in common. How come y'all ain't friends yet? Facebook be recommending people to you that you ain't spoke to in years. Don't you know, Facebook, that I know that they're on here, but I don't want to friend them because I don't want to, I don't want to see them because I can't stand the looks of them. Come on, here's something. Now, again, I want to make this very clear. There is a difference between you trying to avoid somebody that you know is toxic. Let me tell you what a toxic person looks like. A toxic person is someone that cannot keep any friends. A toxic person is someone that always is pointing the finger at everybody else and never pointing it at themselves. It's never their fault. It's always everybody else's fault. It's I never did anything wrong. You did me wrong. That is the power of a toxic person. And let me tell you something right down through here. We have to be very careful that we are not those toxic people. But a person that is a person that is not toxic, a person that has the love of God in their heart, they are quick to say, okay, let me take a look and see where I went wrong. Even if I did feel or I do feel like I was wronged.